is time now for History Matters. We are joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, <laughs> as we uh, get to the end of the week and start to get to the end of the year. Looking back, as always, though, on this week in history. Good morning. Well, good morning, Aaron. And you know, I, I had to laugh about uh, you saying the Grinch has nothing to do with this season. <laughs> the song has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> like, like it's right. it's it's and a there... song that's in a Christmas special. But if you like remove <laughs> the song and just play that, like it's just three minutes of insults <laughs> that are not even Christmas themed <laughs> yes, insults. But we think of the Grinch. We think we of think, it as you know, yeah, and we think of that time of year when it is. Know, it is. I mean, these are fictional characters. Right, right, right. We should mention they're between the Grinch, uh, Doctor Seuss's character, Ebenezer. Scrooge, right. uh, Charles Dickens, uh, the Bah Humbug. There, it's always that element that's always like trying to throw a wrench into things. No, now, uh, now I'm now it's starting to crystallize in my mind. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Is the diehard of Christmas songs. <laughs> it doesn't actually have anything really to do with Christmas if you just like pull it out of context. But everyone thinks of it as a Christmas right. thing, and we celebrate we it do. around Christmas, and therefore it becomes a Christmas exactly. thing. Exactly. And you know, I'll tell you that, that there is something about it that, uh, and of course, in the in the classic Dr. Seuss tale, when the Grinch uh, is so jealous of the Who's down in Whoville that he steals Christmas and yet the Who's get get together and they celebrate anyways. And yes. suddenly he has a new perspective. And I thought to myself, this is an interesting uh, connection with history this week. Okay, okay. Uh, there's a fellow, and I've mentioned his name before, Alain Bombard. He's French, he's a physician, and um, he uh, is just concerned about all the people who die in uh, on the ocean and he thinks, you know, maybe there could be something better done. So uh, he he has a, a theory that uh, if you have like a fishing line and a hook, and uh, in this case he had an inflatable raft, um, and uh, that he called the heretic, uh, le heretic, and he uh, decides to go across the ocean, uh, surviving just on a minimal amount of water some seawater, fish he can catch, and plankton. And he actually researched it, realized that he could get enough uh, vitamins and nutrition doing that, um, and changes uh, the perception. But his biggest thing, and I started reading one of his books he wrote after this. This was in 1952, Mm -hmm. uh, and he starts off in October 19th, right outside of Monaco. Then as he's starting, his wife's having a baby in Paris, so he stops and goes to see her, and then he goes back, and he continues this and uh, lands finally in Barbados, December 23rd. How did they um, get the word to him that his wife was having a baby when he was out on the I ocean? I guess he was he just set off, and he then it was something about, well, I'll just check in, <laughs> maybe before I go too far. <laughs> <laughs> he had to know when the baby exactly. was due before he left. Like right. This is, this is something still, that you can identify yeah, in and advance. Can, I'm sure that his wife said, what, you're still doing this? <laughs> but he really wanted to prove it, and he did, and, uh, and he successfully gets across. But the biggest thing that he felt was not the survival part, but it was something that uh, killed more people, which was despair, mm. and that people could survive longer than five days. But he said sometimes people just, like, they would die after three days because they just gave up. They, mm. And so he thought that was a bigger thing. So the Grinch is all about, you know, casting a sense of bah humbug as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge or, you know, this isn't enough. Um, and yet here, if you take a look, uh, the other person that pops up this week is uh, the woman who wrote uh, Pollyanna, uh, who was born in 1860s and 
lives to 1920. Now, we think of that as just kind of like, well, that's ridiculous optimism. But there is something to be said about optimism that has looking forward. Louis Zapparini, who was in a POW camp in World War II, always said that. He said the people who survived always would reset for about – the Allies are coming in the next three months. Even if it didn't, they're like, oh, well, they couldn't because of this. It'll be the next three months. And that sense of expectation helped people to survive. I think that's such an important thing to like keep in mind, especially yeah. especially now. Like we always say, like the the times we're living in are not that far removed from history. Like we've right. been we've experienced things like this before, but but this time that we're living in right now, it's it's a it's a troubling time. You've yes. got climate change, you've got war and conflict, right. you've got polarization in American public discourse with people right. mistrusting and paranoid of each other and the people that are refugees from terrorism and war and everything. And it can be very easy to look at all of that and say, uh, that's it. I, I give up. Like it's, 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 it's too, it's too much. We're all going downhill and there's nothing we can do about it. It is so important for us personally as individuals yes. to stay focused and stay, I don't say optimistic, but stay hopeful That's and right. be like out there working to make the world a better place. That helps us individually. And that hope, that act of getting yes. out there and working to make the world a better place is the thing that's going to make the world a better place. That's right. Like that's what's going to turn us. Well, around. and I think, you know, that's how we got through the pandemic. It was yes. like, well, let's get through this day and mm-hmm. let's get through this week. And then suddenly it's a month. And then uh, but we all look to each other. And I always said about this station that it was that voice of community, that connection that provided that sense of hope. Uh, that we need just as much as the who's down in Whoville. And and in that <laughs> sense, the real Christmas song out of the Grinch that stole Christmas is not You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which has nothing to do with Christmas at all if you take it so out of context. The other song from How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the Dahu Dore song that the who's that's all right. gather around the that's tree right. and sing, and that's the song of hope, and that is Thank a Christmas you. song. Even if point. you remove it from context, it's still a Christmas song because they're singing about Christmas. That's the one we should be playing. And I apologize for having played You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, (laughs) earlier, even though it's a good song. It did generate this conversation. And and it's something that we we need that that humor, too. Yes. Uh, Sometimes that's okay. It's almost a contrast, like, let's get it out there so that we can laugh at it. You need the two songs back to back. That's right. We need that. That's right. And that's so important. Uh, uh, the, The other one that pops up this week, of course, last week, we... Uh, we left the cliffhanger of, oh, what's going to happen? Bill of Rights Day. We had the bell ringing. You had and the it bell was ringing. Wonderful. We yes. had about ten people out there with bells and flags, and uh, we had someone who was uh, about four months old, uh, all the way to seventy-four. So <laughs> seventy-four, not months, but years. And everybody's ringing bells, and but we paused right before just. A little bit. I mean, we're going to ring bells as many seconds as the Bill of Rights has been enforced. In this case, 232 seconds, three minutes and 52 seconds. But while we paused there at noontime, suddenly what was really clear in the uh, cool air was the sound of these bells from these historic belfries of different churches of different denominations. And it was just a profound sense of knowing that those have uh, rung throughout many years and celebrations and sorrows uh, in all kinds of seasons. And that's a great thing to celebrate. And then we started ringing our bells, and we all enjoy that uh, so much. And the the other thing that pops up this week, just for fun. We'll wrap uh, up with this. All right. 
is uh, on uh, December 24th. Now, this is Christmas Eve, uh, but this really did happen in 1955. This there is a was, fun story, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a, um, an advertisement placed in the local paper uh, from a department store saying, if you like to call, and this was in Colorado Springs, if you want to call um, Santa, call this number. But the number got misprinted. It was actually for NORAD. <laughs> now, this is our... Of all the numbers, This right? is the defense of the country. And thankfully, the people there had a good sense of humor. So when kids started calling up, asking to speak with Santa, they just rolled with it. And they said, well, of course, let's, uh, we're tracking him right now, as a matter of fact. And they've continued that ever since. Uh, to track Santa's uh, progress, and they do that with updates, which is, I think, just a great, great thing. To so know. much better than if they had misprinted the number and they'd gone to like some pizza place or or, or somebody's house the or Grinch, whatever. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or if they'd gotten the Grinch, yeah. <laughs> or if they'd printed their own number, like That's that right. would have been cute and it would have gone away. That's but right. it's this mistake that just like lingers in a positive way ever so since. So we need humor and hope, and uh, it doesn't take away from the the realities of uh, that we see in the world. But we can get through the next day, and we do it with each other. We do it in community, and uh, that's always why history matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you. Aaron.